Yo, I'm coming from that 3-6, so that's why I got them brains spinning Ain't nobody using blinkers, we ain't good at lane switching Better get a plane ticket, I ain't flying all you chickens though Always shoot my shot, better swishing off the pick and roll Dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven so You can catch us on the road, promise we ain't doing shows So that means if you ain't with us, you ain't with us Welcome to the Peeps and Plaid Podcast, I'm Christian Gamaling And I'm Austin Caphammer and that was Ziggy Zay uh, from his newest project, Evolve. The song's called Evolve Interlude. Who's kind enough to let us use uh, his music as some of our intro and outro music. So thank you, Isaiah. Um, and we look forward to having you on the show here soon. Yeah, so this is our first podcast, and we're excited to get this started. Before we get into the Blazers, we wanted to introduce ourselves. So Austin, do you mind starting us off? Like, Could you tell us some of your background and how you became a Blazer fan and some of your favorite Blazer memories? Yeah, so Christian definitely goes way back as a Blazers fan. Uh, me personally, I would say it probably uh, stemmed from uh, a lack of following other sports at a younger age. So how I became a Blazers fan, I was um, you know, a huge college football fan, really followed the Oregon Ducks at the height of their success. So was definitely on the, the Ducks bandwagon at the time. Uh, unfortunately, they had a lot of scandal amongst you know a lot of other changes in college football and Chip Kelly left and uh, ultimately I just decided that college football really wasn't uh, fun for me to watch uh, anymore and uh, moved on to watching some of the pros enjoyed for a couple years being a fan of the Redskins being from being born in DC um, so they had a couple uh, years of, of all right success and uh, ultimately my favorite player at the time Robert Griffin III uh, tore his tore his ACL, I believe his second ACL on a different leg, and I don't know. I just kind of stopped following uh, the NFL and uh, as a whole, and um, needed something to to follow. And at that point, um, Lamarcus Aldridge was was really still the focal point of um, the Portland Trailblazers franchise, um, and he was just so fun to watch. I kind of came in late to the game. You know, I didn't grow up watching some of those jailblazer years and, and whatnot you know I was on I was on the other side of the country so um, I would say that I my growth uh, in, in fandom for the blazers has has exponentially uh, increased um, albeit a short period of time I, I think Lamarcus Aldridge uh, was was a key factor in me becoming a blazers fan a lot of friends and family including Christian and you know, peers that we were among uh, had, had attended um, some of those uh, Blazers games and the nosebleeds. Um, the friends, friends of the family, uh, having spare, you know, game game tickets, season tickets. So the Blazers were just the quite literally the only professional sports franchise within 50 miles um, of my home once I lived in Portland. So that's kind of how I became a Blazers fan. Um, my brief favorite moments. I think it's it's pretty clear that Dame's step back. Um, on the inbounds against Houston is, is fantastic. I mean, second to the Lakers, I, Houston's my least favorite team, at least in the Western Conference, possibly, you know, in the NBA. Uh, the Warriors are giving them a run for their money. But, you know, like I said, other sports, kind of already touched on that, just being more of a Redskins fan growing up. And um, the Ducks were huge when I was in middle school. That's when I just started getting into football. Um, but, you know, now I'm down in Arizona, so I get to really see – what it's like, you know, we in, we in Portland think that the Blazers are uh, a struggling franchise, a historically struggling franchise, but, you know, I'm down here in, in Tempe, Arizona, finishing up my degree, and I tell you what, there is not much enthusiasm for the Phoenix Suns down here. Um, if there is, I, I haven't been around it 
I'm, I'm probably about 10 miles east of uh, central downtown Phoenix, and I'm at one of the biggest uh, colleges in the world, per capita the biggest college, most populated college in the world, uh, student student body in a student body attendance. So it's very rare that I see um, a lot of support for the Suns, and, and you know they, they have a lot of things to be excited about. But you know before I get into that, why I'm in Arizona, like I said, I'm just finishing up a degree, um, went to Clark. In, in the Portland area and I uh, just came down here to finish up my degree in public relations uh, at Arizona State so um, currently coaching little kids sports getting ready to actually run out the go- door and do that uh, for money on the side and then have an internship a couple days a week as well so I am super busy um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to the Blazers season being started you know I had a, I had a regular season uh, game schedule posted on my wall all last year and um, habitually religiously checked um, wins and losses on it um, scores and um, I didn't miss one Blazers game last season I think the one game I missed was uh, my my aunt uh, my late aunt um, had 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 some complications at the time so um, that was one of the only games I missed um, other than that the blazers are definitely something that helped me get through my first uh, year down here uh, in Arizona State and, and having something to do on a lot of those weeknights where um, you know maybe I didn't have the peers around me to, to spend time or people were busy you know like I said everyone's got school and so it's it's nice to just have that uh, constant um, I guess you could say thing to rely on just throughout the week, uh, rock with with a, with a hobby. So now now I get to uh, you know discuss this with my friend here, Christian, um, on a on an almost weekly basis, more than likely a weekly basis once the season gets started up. Uh, who knows? Maybe even if there's some crazy news, some special edition little little short bits we can throw at you guys. But yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for listening, and so go Rip City and let's get this thing started. Yeah, thanks, man. So. I'm Christian Gamaling. I'm originally from the Bay Area, so I grew up watching Barry Bonds and the Giants, and I'm still a Bay Area sports fan, but I moved up to the Portland area at a young age, and I've been a Pacific Northwest sports fan as well. So my first Blazers game was in like 08, 09. I saw them take on Yao Ming and the Rockets. It was Channing Fry bobblehead night, but I wasn't really into basketball until a couple years later. I had a group of friends who would watch NBA highlights and talk trash like crazy, and they'd play NBA 2K. And I had no clue what they were really saying, so I wanted to learn more about basketball. Uh, so I did, and the more I learned, the more I got into the Blazers. So I was I was just on active duty with the Army, and I would, I would be in Qatar, and I'd wake up at 5 or 6 in the morning for PT, and then the Blazers would be on all the time. They'd be on in the gym, they'd be on in the dining facility, and I actually got to watch more of the Blazers when I was in Qatar than when I was in Portland, so that was crazy. And then when I was in Poland... I would wake up at like 2 a.m. to watch the Blazers take on the Warriors in the playoffs when uh, when we got swept in 2017, and I was really lucky because I was I was out there like you know 10 degrees outside setting up the antenna so that we could have the TV for the Super Bowl, but I was secretly super motivated so that I could get the TV on in time to watch some NBA basketball. So um, yeah, I mean it was just a fun time in Poland watching the Blazers from Europe. Um, so I was just living in Colorado. So I went to three Blazers games and one Kings game against the Denver Nuggets in the Pepsi Center. My favorite game I've been to was actually at the Pepsi Center when Dame hit a buzzer beater to send it to overtime, and then he hit a game winner after an iffy no-call on Gallinari, but it was like he hit two buzzer beaters to finish off the game. It was amazing. But there's no place like the Rose Garden or Moda Center 
um, to watch basketball. It's in Denver. It's there's all this fake crowd noise. People aren't really into it, but man, in Portland, it, it's my favorite thing to do. But yeah, now I'm living back in the Portland area again. I'm off of active duty and I'm just chilling out at home. And I'm also just involved with high school ministry at my church. So I'm doing youth group on Wednesdays and I'm doing Young Life. So hopefully going to a lot of Blazers games, driving for Lyft right now. So if you see me, say hi. And yeah, just seeing how things go, rooting for the Blazers doing this podcast. Uh, so as far as other sports, I'm really into fantasy football. So I'm pretty stoked for that to start up. Hit up my Twitter if you want some fantasy football advice. Maybe I can help you out. But I'm a... Sp- West Coast sports fan, so I'll root for any team that isn't in LA or named the Warriors, uh, but I have my favorites in each sport, and the Blazers are my favorite team, period. Yeah, man, and you know, uh, a couple weeks back when I was getting getting ready to uh, really start this podcast thing up, um, you know, I was already kind of like uh, generally familiar with, with the Blazers history, but I really wanted like an in-depth uh, kind of look at, 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 you know, some of those original owners and um, those purchase groups that really made the Blazers happen and um, those early years and like the craziest part is we're really obviously lucky to have a player like Damian Lillard and, and other superstars uh, well I guess I wouldn't maybe say superstars but stars such as like CJ McCollum um, but you know there were years <laughs> there were years where the Blazers were nice man like yeah they maybe didn't take home all the championships I mean I guess technically just one but like they were consistently doing damage in the playoffs, man. Like through like the the like the eighties, and I think I want to say even like before that. When I was reading up on it, I'll have to look more on Wiki. But man, it was it was pretty scary, man. They like these guys were no joke. Like Jerome Kersey, um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these guys back in the day, like they were no joke. And uh, yeah, we're happy like to have people like L.A. and and Dame sense. But like, man, it would have been. My mom was just telling me about how she was driving back from the '77 championship. She was like, "Sure, there's traffic everywhere." Gosh. I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, what would what would I do? I would pull over and go join the like, the fair? She said it was wild. So I that's mean, crazy. It's crazy to think that there were there were better days for maybe longer periods of time. But like I said, just the one ship. But we're looking to hopefully have that changed according to Dame. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. So uh, let's get into this off season. What's happened? What hasn't happened? Um, so obviously there was the draft. Um, we got Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. What do you think of those guys? Well, man, I actually, um, I know a lot of people that I'd listen to like podcasters and whatnot, uh, that I follow like surround the Blazers have like, um, maybe just said that they didn't follow, uh, you know, uh, people I listen to on like Blazers Andrew said like, Oh, I don't follow uh, summer league or, you know, summer league doesn't matter or something. You hear that a lot in the media, but I actually have followed it a decent amount uh, when it was on, um, streamed on ESPN live, but you know, uh, Anthony Simons was getting all this praise on Blazers edge. Like he was just like killing it. And yeah, I saw like one, maybe two step back threes, decent range. But like the fact of the matter is this guy is like, he still has like a like no knock to him, but it's like it's, it's like a child's body. Like he's he's like he's obviously gonna get an NBA diet. He's gonna lift. He's gonna pack on weight and whatnot. But like as of right now, man, like that dude, if he gets like any any shooting guard with some weight on him, like he's he's getting yeah he's getting in my opinion he's not gonna like lock that guy down and not in the NBA like with that body. But like you know I'm actually kind of disappointed with people's take on Gary Trent. Like he. 
he's solid. He's solid, dude. He, he has he on the other hand, like I wouldn't go as far to say he has a develop like an eight in body, but like he has you know he's much more developed um, physically than si- Simons and um, you know that shot is just is just pure. They were saying some stat like he had more more threes in one of the summer league games than his father had made in his career or something. Um, but yeah, that's just that's a that's a pure stroke. I think that like he could he could definitely people are trying to say Simons can contribute to catch and shoot off the bench. I think if anything, Gary Trent can go yeah. two ways. I think he needs to be that be that if anything a rookie. Uh, catch and shoot option, especially at, at the wing, smaller wing, but still still an option nonetheless. Yeah, and and I like his size. He's six six, um, and I, I was looking at his weight. He's only like five pounds lighter than Harkless, and he's six nine. So coming in as a rookie with that size is pretty impressive, and hopefully something we can use. Um, probably not so much in the rotation. I was kind of looking at rotations, and we'll talk about. Um, protect, projected starters. And yeah, stuff and like I and I probably minute. shouldn't have said. Sorry to interrupt, but I I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, you know, six man. I I just yeah. coming off the bench. You know, obviously not sixth technically in lineup coming off the bench, but coming off yeah. the bench, he could be, you know, a couple points, a couple threes. Yeah. That's that hype from summer league. I get it too. I understand. <laughs> man, I don't know. He was just solid. He was consistent. Yeah, seriously, definitely. So, you know. Happy with how those guys did. Um, not necessarily the happiest about how things went. Um, the other off-season moves were, of course, free agency. Um, and we picked up two guards and we lost one. Uh, well, we lost two guards and we lost Ed Davis. Um, I wanted to keep Ed Davis. I kind of have a hard time rationalizing it. I know Dame and CJ loved him. Uh, Dame even talked about like, you know, this could be my Udonis Haslam kind of thing, or like my James Jones to LeBron James kind of thing. Where it's like the guy who isn't the greatest player in the world, but he's a solid yeah, guy, well, you great know, teammate. If you, know? if you look at, if you look at this could, you know, it's kind of funny about that Udonis Haslam thing. Ironically, I saw, I was looking, re- briefing over NBA news today, trying to get fresh on this. And I saw that the heat resigned him today. So here's wow. the thing. Here's the thing. The good news with that is okay the heat kept Udonis has him okay what's been going on with Dwayne Wade since since they've had him for all these years Dwayne Wade's been all around the country thought he might go to China so it if you a lot of people were talking about Blazer Edge I read a great article I wish I could remember who it was that I that had posted it but um they essentially said like yeah, no one wanted it to happen, but like in anyone's real projections of what the roster would be next year, it was never really it was never really anticipated that Ed was locked up. Not to say yeah. that like I didn't want him. I'm just saying it wasn't in the projections. And uh yeah, I, I don't know. But obviously he's a great player, but I guess my point is like look, if you want to be Dame and you want to be able to stay in the place you want to stay, you can't have the Udonis Haslam because look what happened to Wayne Wade. You know, this dude's been all yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's two sides to every coin, that's for sure. Um, one thing that I, uh, that I actually learned about today was I really thought that Shabazz was a lot... Oh, man, I love Shabazz regardless, but I had him, I don't know, I looked at him through rose-colored glasses kind of thing. Um... I was looking at the stats for Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas, and Seth Curry was like definitely better. Obviously, Seth Curry yeah. was in Ana- the all last season. Analytics love him. Yeah, um, but Nick Stauskas actually impressed me. Like just just looking at what he's actually done, because I just always think about him as the guy from Michigan and how he disappointed when he came into the league. 
but uh, his two full seasons with the 76ers, he did all right. He pretty much had better seasons than uh, than any of uh, Shabazz's seasons. So hopefully that turns into something. Um, I don't see him being a main contributor on the team, but you know, I, I Shabazz, would be Shabazz was just on his UConn yukonness i don't even know what oh, else yeah. to call it at some points bro like he I just mean, he would turn up yeah he had the sauce there were they whenever they do some of those blazers dimes of the weeks on instagram and whatnot like every now, every now and then man it's so sad that you're not going to see him getting any love on there anymore because he would he would just sauce people definitely but now we got sauce castillo you know about that wait 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 what's going on now Nick Stauskas, his nickname is Sase Castillo. Oh, man. You know, I wish I could say I shared the same enthusiasm for Nick Stauskas, but uh, I don't know. No, seriously, I, I've been a Stauskas hater forever, but I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's just because I've seen Shabazz, and I think... I like his so trick good. shot videos and, on YouTube. What, Stauskas or Shabazz? <laughs> Stauskas. Stauskas, okay. I like his trick shot videos. Let's see if he could, let's see if he could do something for us. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, uh, so moving on. Off season, you know, didn't get any wings. Lost a big man. Now we have like fifteen guards. Just kidding. We have like seven, eight guards. No. Uh, so really and needed Boyan, guards. Yeah, and when we have seven guards and Evan Turner, he's got the size of a wing, but he kind of plays as a guard. So I mean, kind of strange direction we're going. Um, where do you yeah. think he fits in? Where do you think he fits in in, in 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 the grand scheme of things here? I mean, I think we were just you were saying pre-recording here that we were wanting to maybe possibly discuss our our potential uh, starting fives or you know I think a great place to start is where do you think Evan Turner fits into that? Oh, so man, it's it's tough to say because they were starting him for a while at the end of last season. Um, I I think he's going to be our sixth man. Um, I think that's the direction they're going to go with him. And I don't really want him in the rotation because he's best with the ball on his hands, in my opinion. Um, so with Dane and CJ, that's just tough to do uh, in one lineup. Who's, so, who's, who's, your, who's at the wings then? Who, do you, who, who are your wings then? Okay, so I want to split this between what I think we should do and what I think will happen. So my projected starting rotation, what I think – that Terry Stotts is going to do is the same as last year. I think he's going to go, well, I mean, obviously it switched a lot, but Dame, CJ, Mo at the three, Aminu at the four, and Nurk at the five. I know. Ugh. I don't like it either, okay? I'm so tired <laughs> I, of it. Okay, I like Mo. I don't, okay, I like Mo. I don't like him as a consistent starter because he's pretty he streaky. Eats. and he's, he's, he, he'll he's a great boards. slasher, but... He'll eat boards. He'll play great defense, and and I'm not saying that that Mo couldn't shouldn't or couldn't start, and I'm I'm not saying that uh, Aminu shouldn't start, but I just think that you gotta you gotta have at least one of those guys off of it. Yeah. You got you gotta give at least those minutes to one other person. See, make it a competition between the two, you know. Yeah. Aminu can play the three sometimes, and anything he's gonna have to play whatever LeBron's playing. When they come to town, or vice versa, yeah. yeah, you know, he's our best it's, defender. It's just tough for me to justify. I mean, I I'm sure Aminu is going to start, and I and I'm pretty sure it's going to be at the four because with Collins and Myers, those are only 
backup big men, essentially. I mean, Swanigan, hopefully Swanigan can improve and he can get some minutes at the four um, or the five. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I really think Stotts is going to go with Aminu at the four for whatever reason he loves him there. And he can, he can defend, but he's a smaller defender. So like he can defend the, I don't know, the, the LeBron. What happens, what happens when, the the what happens when Anthony Davis comes to town again? If not regular season or in the playoffs. And I know that's a pretty heavy topic, mm. pretty crazy topic to just dive into. Maybe not, but you know, what are we going to have Aminu guarding, uh, Anthony Davis, I don't know how I feel about that. No, Anthony Davis is going to light us up every time. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm really hoping Collins can step forward with the defense. I mean, he was playing great defense in Summer League. So if we can have Nurk and Collins up in specific games like that. So uh, who else has a bunch well, of Well, you know, men? you know, um, I, I obviously the Pelicans. I wasn't going to say it, but more Summer League hype. I like. I like Zach Collins' defense in, in Summer League. Offense, oh, absolutely. Offense, there was much to yearn for. Defense, yes. I can't say the same. He was he was eating. He was eating on, on yeah, he was swatting people, telling them to go home a couple times, I saw. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Collins, and, and I'm going to bring it up. I told you about it beforehand. I know you're going to hate me for it. But talk about the Myers-Leonard comparison oh. from their age 20 season. All right, so I've been super hyped up about Zach Collins, and then I checked the stats on Myers-Leonard. And Myers-Leonard played a little bit more minutes, started a few more games. Zach Collins only started one game. Myers started nine in their age 20 season. And the percentages are ridiculous. Myers was shooting 54% from the field, 42, 43% from three-point. That's 54 and 43. Zach Collins is 39 and 31. And that just is crazy to me. Because we look at him and we're like, oh, this guy can actually shoot the three. But it's like Myers was shooting the three and scoring more points per game. And, you know, his effective field goal percentage is 10% more. It's just like, man, it's scary to me. Because it's like, for one, I hope Myers can somehow do something this year. Like, he's, he's an okay NBA player you watch him and you just like you know facepalm constantly but I mean he's an okay NBA player he's just not worth you know 10 million a year 11 million a year and that's that's why Blazers fans just like cringe whenever they see him but he's not like the worst player in the world so hopefully I mean, we get something out of Myers and hopefully and I would be lying if I didn't say that I I didn't also uh not just hate pre-recording he know he yeah. i said he he did go on streaks but man real big emphasis on the on the value part there price versus yeah. price versus price right there is just i mean you know, that's all on olshay i mean the players are going to try to get what they can get i oh that's the thing neil olshay great guy i'm sure he's way but, smarter than me but he just i really think he's blown a lot in the last couple you, of seasons. if you look at the kind of buckets that Zach has gotten in just, you know, his rookie year. Um, and then, I don't know, what little I saw in Summer League. Uh, and then you look at the kind of buckets that Myers has gotten. Yeah, you know, I've seen two, maybe three plays with Myers, you know, makes a double dribble, like, I'm sorry, dribble, dribble, drop, <laughs> like, you know, tries to really cook. Um, might even want to edit that out. That's probably embarrassing. But, you know, there's <laughs> been points, there's been points where Myers. <laughs> 
uh, you know, tries to, you know, make a move to the basket and whatnot, and he's made it, whatever. But some of these buckets, man, if it's not a three and he, you know, he takes a little bit to release, uh, or it's <laughs> the jam, right, or like a jam right underneath, the buckets yeah. that Zach Collins has gotten, um, he has a very, I think he has a much quicker release. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I've seen him uh, make probably even better post moves than Yusuf Nurkic at times. Um, yeah. You know, Yusuf loves that little flip, but uh, I think he's probably going to make a step, hopefully, in the offseason uh, in that regard with his post moves. But it's just kind of like too right, right, uh, what do they say in the dating in the dating world? Like, you know, right girl, wrong time. Like, that's, mm. sorry, but that's, that's kind of <laughs> Myers Leonard. Like, you know, yeah, yeah he could be great, but just what we had LaMarcus Aldridge sorry like guy can't get your minutes with that situation going on and then yeah. what we, we find a bargain guy who goes for like uh 30 points against his former team halfway through the season with us uh and he's yeah. he, he's much younger like what are we gonna do are we gonna spend more what's more valuable the money that we spend or the time that we spend developing the player and giving them those game minutes uh, I think yeah. that like I think even though we're paying Myers a lot those minutes are probably worth even more yeah well uh i don't want to get too caught up on myers leonard because i could talk about him all day but uh let's talk about our ideal starting five so for me uh shocker here i got damian lillard at the point guard uh cj mccollum at shooting guard crazy one right uh i'm gonna skip to center yusuf nurkic that's an easy one for me um i want to go zach collins um or even myers (laughs) uh just because zach like, Zach impresses me at the eye test, but, man, I just don't know. Um, but I think I am going to go Aminu at the four. But then I'm going to go Seth Curry at the three. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So uh. I'm not I'm not the, the biggest fan of small ball, but at least for closing the game, I feel like that gives us the best chance. It, it definitely – I think it's yeah. going to be very game-based. I think it's going to be when we're against the Pelicans, we're going to play a bigger lineup. When we're against the Warriors, we'll play a smaller lineup. Yeah. Um, when we're against, you know, crummy teams, we'll play a smaller lineup, I think. But, like, Seth Curry, like, as long as he's playing, like, that dude has good percentages. That guy can shoot. Um, and that's that's what Dame and CJ need. That's why, I mean, in my opinion, that's a big what reason happen, why we what happens when the Lakers? What happens when the Lakers come to town and they don't play with the center? And, I mean, we don't need to dive too much into this, but just playing devil's yeah. advocate here. What happens when the Lakers come to town? They don't play a center. They play Braun, so you got to play like you got to play it's, a couple it's... forwards on them. And then they have so you have Seth Curry in, but they have Brandon Ingram at the small forward. And Brandon yeah, it's, Ingram it's going to be Mo and Aminu. There, there's going to be ideal times when it's Mo and Aminu yeah. or Turner and Aminu, uh, just because right. of defense. Yeah. Just, it's just, not... just checking the the rationality factor and, and yeah, with with some respect there. But as far as, like, out-shooting, because Dame, CJ, and Seth Curry, if Seth Curry looks like his old self, they'll outshoot most teams. And if we have Nurk and uh, either Aminu playing good defense or Zach Collins hopefully playing good defense, like, it'll just be most most played, a, most played a stretch four before as well. I mean, I don't know oh, yeah. how often, but, you know, he's, he's a mobile four, depending on yeah. who we're matched up against. But I'm pretty happy with our depth regardless, because... When I look at like the eight-man rotation, um, last year we didn't really have solid eight-man rotation. Stotts was going for nine or ten, but if we need like we're going in the playoffs, we need an eight-man rotation. We have 
you know, our starting five that I think they're going to go with, which is Dame, CJ, Harkless, and Minu, and Luke. And then we have Curry coming off the bench for the guards, Turner coming off the bench for either the guards or the forwards, and Collins coming in for power forward or center. So I would like to see Turner come off the bench and, and, and play a, a point uh, forward role. Yeah, play. I want to see... I would, I would like to see Turner play backup point guard, Curry play backup shooting guard. Tur- Turner can pass to Curry and, and maybe then, to Stauskas. And then Gary Trent at that three, Zach Collins at the four, and, uh, I mean, or five. I guess they, I mean, didn't we see that they list Zach Collins as a, as a center? I saw that somewhere, yeah. Now uh, I'm seeing uh, Swanigan as a center. And let's see, let, let's go to Portland Trailblazers depth chart on ESPN. Uh, Nurkic, Collins, Swanigan as centers, Aminu and Leonard as power forwards. Man, uh, I mean, I guess you could go, uh, you could go Collins at the five and Myers at the four if you really want a full bench swap. Um, otherwise, you know, like we said, uh, Evan Turner could uh, technically just play like a three, and whoever we just had, I had just listed, I can't remember at the. At the three, you could go to the four, and then you could put Stauskas in as much as I was just kind of joking on him, clowning um, <laughs> on him. But I don't know, man. It, I, I don't know. So that was that was your lineup. I know I just kind of interrupted you there. but No, it's all good. Yeah, so, hey, maybe Lehman will show up. <laughs> oh, that's don't we'll even see. get me started on the Lehman train. Uh, <laughs> for, for all our fans out there, I'm a, I'm a huge Jake Lehman proponent. Um, not just because he's from Maryland, uh, such like like myself, but uh, at some point, but uh, you know this Jake Lehman. When are you gonna? When when are we gonna give him the respect, man? There was that point where ESPN's late night Sports Center was out here doing the thirty six per, saying that he had a better thirty six per than MJ and all these. It was clearly, I mean, it was clearly a joke. But like they were just uh. basically. Saying that he was like the closer, man. This is like a this is I want to say two seasons ago. He was just like he was he was icing teams in the last two minutes. I mean, like didn't he have like thirty one one game when he played like eight minutes of the final quarter when we were destroying or losing or something? Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I probably shouldn't even say icing teams because we were probably down by some of those big losses, and you know, hence the reason he was in at that point. But you know, point being, he he's just wet from from behind the arc and. Uh, you know, he's people. I saw someone Blazers Edge or someone saying if he's playing in the three, he's not athletic enough to be. He's not you know side to side to keep up with like smaller threes in the league playing defense. And I, I just want to say I don't know if that's true because he he had his feet moving in summer league. Man, he is an mm. athlete. He's an athlete. I have no problem yeah. saying that. I mean, we saw it on that dunk, dude. He's he's crazy athletic and he's got that kind of game where it's none of it's forced. It's very rare that you see a play with Jake Lehman where you're like, ah, that is like, you know, how many times have we watched, you know, no, no shade. He's, you know, he'll get his buckets, but how many times have we watched Yusuf Nurkic for something? And you're just like, yeah. oh my God. Or Dame from behind the arc. Let's be honest when he doesn't have it, but you know, you got to live with him. If you're going to live with him, you got to die with him at some point. Right? Like, yeah. So, so I don't know what I was thinking about with Jake Lehman. I looked it up at 17 points. I was getting 31 out of nowhere, but yeah, Jake Lehman could light up at the end of games. 
Well, um, and you know, just in summer league, he's been he's killed it the last three seasons in summer league. And if we're saying if we've said it'd be a different thing if this was the first off season. If this was the first off season where we were saying, oh, uh, you know, we have this we have this depth issue at the wing. That'd be one thing we could go. Okay, wait it out. You know, see what's up in free agency. Blah 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 next year. But this is like this is this not the second or third season that we've heard that there's we've been lacking at the wing. Oh yeah, shout out like, to Olshay. Not even using that trade exemption or anything. So that like so in my mind it's like you know look I'm not saying over Mo and, and Aminu like if those guys if you need them to start you know do whatever you got to do but like throw them some minutes throw them throw them some real some real minutes you've thrown yeah. Myers Leonard's yeah you've thrown Myers you know a lot more real money but throw mm-hmm. throw Layman just. A little bit. He got. He's got to develop. He's got to be getting some crucial minutes. He's. They just give him kind of breadcrumbs. Yeah. So I got a quick segue to um, a topic you wanted to talk about, and that's. Uh, could you imagine if we could have traded for Paul George now that Paul George resigned with the Thunder? It's like, man. I. He, t- he tweeted out this summer. He said, "Portland, your summers are amazing." Hashtag that's it. Like. Was that post? Was that post? Portland. Was that post CJ KD drama? Because this man might have just been trying to get some publicity or something. That might have just been a publicity stunt. CJ's uh, name. Once CJ's name was attached to KD's, who knows? Maybe he just said. I don't know. I, I think he just loves Portland, and I wish we would have <laughs> traded for him. I know. I know. Wolshe was trying, but man, can you imagine? Dame, CJ, and Paul George. Just, just that would make me feel so much better about them. Man, uh, I mean. I don't know. I mean, at this point, it's like, do we even have do we even have the luxury to like uh, hypothetically discuss you know like chemistry like best fits? We can't get we can't even get a fit. Yeah. You know how how yeah. are we gonna how are we gonna sit here and say what would be the best fit when we can't even get a B list NBA like star? I don't even know if you want to call it a star. Whatever yeah. whatever that caliber of player is. Yeah. So. Now that we're talking about some of the bigger names who have moved, you had talked about, is the burning the jersey era over? When LeBron leaves Cleveland for Miami, they burned his jerseys. You know, all kinds of players. They leave their teams, they burn their jerseys. Now with DeMar DeRozan getting traded after being so loyal to uh, to Toronto, and um, I don't know, it's just, there, there's a lot. I mean, with, with KD, obviously, he left OKC, but people are seeing it as more of a, you know, a personal choice and like these teams are ruthless and they'll trade you away when, when you stop producing kind of thing. So it's like, it's kind of two, two way street, of course. So, um, is the burning the Jersey era over in your opinion? Well, I mean, I think that a lot of people like to acknowledge like, uh, you know, Oh, players are, there's no such thing as a player living out their whole career with one team or a franchise anymore. But like a lot of people don't like to acknowledge like the business side of it, like, like professional sports. And I think a lot of people would even say uh, what they, what they NCAA um, reaches to call amateur sports uh, are extremely commercialized. Like the amount of money that is invested in these teams and these players, like these players don't have a luxury to have like losing seasons. Um, you know, or multiple losing seasons, like it's it it, it it tarnishes their brand. Unless, of course, you're in a certain tier of of player where your your brand is just kind of, you know, your brand. Uh, very few, such as LeBron himself. But I guess tying back to the question, uh, how I can't imagine the only 
ironically, I didn't think about this, Christian, when I had, when I had posed that to you pre-recording, yeah. but ironically, the one person I would say justify just it'd be justifiable if maybe some people burn their burn their jersey is. Um, and even even now saying it out loud, that seems kind of like a wild response. But I can understand at least at the very least being upset with Kawhi Leonard. Like, and who knows what transpired? You know, there's probably wrongdoing on both sides, if not completely on this first side. I don't know. But as a fan looking on the outside, looking in, and maybe the media has just done a good job of spinning it to us. But it doesn't look good. Like this man, someone even said to me. I think my roommate said to me today that. He just faked the whole thing, and I mean, who knows? I don't, I don't know if that's even reasonable to say. There's probably been medical reports and whatnot, but um, I don't know, man. That's 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 the one player that I would be upset with as a fan. Like I said, yeah. I don't know how rational burning a jersey is, but I guess the point I was trying to make to you pre-recording was, um, you know, there's been those great videos now where people act like they're about to, and then they put like a thank you thing back on the jersey, yeah. like, yeah, and I think. Cool. I think that's because of players like KD, you know, minus the burner account, <laughs> plural, plural burner accounts, but um, now Colangelo, you know, burner, I guess that's just, the, that's the thing, but um, I don't know. I think that players have a much more direct voice. Technically, we're blog boys, according to KD, so oh, yeah. who knows? I mean, KD, even if KD uh, responded to this, KD, if you're listening, and you know, you even give us like negative shade, bro, the numbers that we'll get from that negative shade, I'm not even mad, bro. Like, All publicity is good publicity. I, I mean, say. at this point, man, we got we have 67 followers on Twitter, so KD, Woo. if you want to throw some Thank mad shade, I'll, I'll gladly receive all of the hate mail. And soon afterwards, the sponsors. But, um, yeah, man, I guess getting back to the point is, like, um, in a good way, the players, you know, like, I can't imagine. Let's say CJ left next year. Let's say the Magic were, like, dang, we need a guard. Aaron Gordon's, like, telling us we really need to get it moving. Um, we got Mobamba at the forward, all this Vooch, you know, all these guys. But we need a, we need a premier backcourt player. If they, you know, got CJ... And CJ was, you know, just wanting out or whatever when his contract year is. I don't know if it's next year. I think it's two years. I'm not sure. You might have to correct me on that, fact check me on that. Yeah, him, but... is, him and Dame have two more years. Let me double yeah. check it So, but if he decided to leave after that, like, I think even if, let's say, and there are some wild people in Portland, shout out Portland, but they're like, let's say some people decide they want to burn his jersey post that on social media you know he'd be responding and then people mm. would be like all right like you know he'd clown on you evan turner man i pray for anybody that tries to clown on evan turner on social media like yeah. uh, all i'm saying is like there's more social responsibility i think i think people are more there's less uh uh like of a power distance in today's culture yeah. due to social media and we got damon cj for three more years uh, three more years. Okay. Yeah. Probably good that we know that about our two best players. But yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that's kind of where I stand. I think the I think the the jersey burning era is over. Ironically, I kind of had forgotten about all that had transpired this season between Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and the Spurs. Um, Dodgers game, not a good look. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, let's get into the Western Conference. You uh, you ready to unveil your Western Conference standings for the playoffs? Yeah, man. Um, I think. Well, so do you want me to unveil mine here uh, first? 
up up to you. All, All right. Good. Well, why not? Why not? So I think that the Rockets are are definitely gonna knock at the first seed this year. I think that <laughs> I think that at some point Melo might do a little something for them, but ultimately, you know, they were they were feeling themselves last season, and Chris Paul is only getting older. So they'll get second seed. That's still, I think, a favorable seeding for them. Uh, I think that uh, Warriors are going to get the first seed in regular season. Uh, Thunder are going to get the third seed. Uh, I think that it's kind of a, a case of um, addition by subtraction. Uh, those those Carmelo Anthony shots are going to be going to Paul George and Russell Westbrook, and uh, God knows that they won't pass up a, a relatively open shot. Um so, then we have the Spurs at four. I think that DeMar DeRozan is a dark horse MVP candidate, um, and that could be a freezing cold take uh, come come award time, come award season. But I think that also, you know, I I had sent you that video where he was discussing his his breakup, so to speak, and yeah, uh, he's he's got a certain type of energy, man, and he's he's in his prime, and he's with a great coach for wings and big men, so. Um, you know, he's, I think he's poised for a breakout year. Uh, and then I'd say that Spadad, Spadad Mitchell, uh, <laughs> AKA Donovan Mitchell probably gets a five seed E in that. And that's one of those situations, man, I'm telling you three through three and on, it's really just like rockets and warriors. And then everyone else, um, you know, this could be completely shaken up, but just for the purposes of the question, jazz at the five, I think that Donovan Mitchell is only getting better, and those role players are just solid. Um, I think Blazers, although this would be a st- a technically a step backwards, six C wouldn't be the worst case. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, CJ is going to need to average, you know. Uh, I want to say it depends on Nurk, you know. It's preferably twenty five points a game. That would be that would be pretty big time. Uh, yeah. But uh, that would be a that would be you know. Big time, and then Nurk would, uh, like I said, I think before we had recorded, I would need minimum, minimum, just uh, I wouldn't even say ten and ten. I'd say fifteen and ten from him, just like yeah. pretty consistently uh, for them to get a six seed. And you know, playing at that level, actually saying twenty five points a game, that's 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 a pretty hefty request. I would say we'd probably end up more of like a four, three or four seed. But uh, you know, just because I, the ball's got to go around, mint's got to go around. I don't, I don't know if I see CJ getting those twenty five game with with Dame still taking those shots. Yeah. Um, but then at the seventh seed, I have uh, the Pelicans. I think that. And like I said pre-recording, that could that could easily be a, a four or a three if Drew Holiday just keeps doing what he's doing and Anthony mm-hmm. Davis has more looks. Julius Randle's breaking out. Oh yeah, yep. Julius Julius Randle, low key shout out to Julius Randle. Um, mm. And uh, speaking of which, uh, his old team, the Lakers, I have at eight. And once again, a LeBron James team, even in the West, don't be surprised. That could be Spurs could be at an eight, and he could be yeah. at four. Or you know, it's it could completely get shaken up, man. But that's yep. just my personal personal take. A little bit of a Blazers bias in there. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of people not even putting them in the playoffs. Yes, and it's it is tough. It is tough to put them in. Like considering, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the teams that I didn't put in. You're gonna lose it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. I'm sure I'm gonna have a different opinion next week and every week till the end of time but absolutely um, i have the warriors at number one which was very tough to decide um 
But no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do this whole list barring injury, of course. Like, if, if there's injuries, yeah, like, yeah, you know, that's big. injuries are always one thing. But I'm going, if there's no injuries, no significant trades. Um, so Warriors at the one. That's the only thing that's, that's easy. Um, and after that, honestly, like, two through nine... It could it could be anywhere for me, and then the, those ten and eleven guys, those are guys that could sneak in, I think. Um, so at the two, I have the Thunder, and that's assuming Andre Roberson plays the season. Really puts on. Yeah, and and that team that team's fairly deep, um, and they got Dennis Schroeder. Oh, I forgot about that pickup. I think the Thunder are a better team with him coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, so at the three, I have the Lakers at the three. So I still don't even have the Rockets. Um, so I'll I'll take LeBron on a team over Chris Paul on a team any day. But you know, James Harden is the Rockets MVP. So, um, but yeah, I I gotta take the Lakers. I, at three, I can see them at ten, but I'll, I'm gonna take them at three. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got the Lakers at three. I think that home opener for the Blazers is gonna be a tough one. Um, and then I got the Rockets at four. And then I have the Jazz at five. Um, Rudy Gobert is crazy. Spida Mitchell is way too good. I had them at um, the fi- I had them at five as well. Yeah, good good pick. I I think I think they're somewhere between three and six probably. I think they're definitely in there. One of the more secure teams, I honestly think. And then I got the Nuggets at six. So the Nuggets didn't have oh my goodness I for- season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, if you want to throw them in, go for it. But yeah, the well, Nuggets. Well, I, I didn't. I, should, I quick inter, quick uh, intervening. Uh, I just want to say that the Nuggets could easily play themselves into this picture at a very high level. They got you know Jamal Murray, all those guys. I'll let you break it down, obviously. But I, yeah. uh, Nuggets fans, don't don't feel too disrespected. I, I doubt we really have any listening to the pilot. But you know, <laughs> if for what it's worth, Nuggets are in there, and it makes it tough for the Blazers and everyone else. So. Yeah, I, I got the Nuggets because they're a pretty deep team. They're kind of struggling at the wing um, because they lost Wilson Chandler. They lost Gallinari the year before. Um, a lot of their, I don't know, small forward power forward position guys are more traditional power forwards. So we'll see how it goes. But they're going to have um, Gary Harris and um, Jamal nice. Murray both getting nice. older, getting more experienced. They're both good shooters. Uh, and got the thrill. Jokic. Don't forget oh, about oh. the thrill. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's he's their wing depth right there. All you need is will the thrill. Love That's you. That's what man. I'm saying, dude. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, watch out. He Dave dude. just posted a picture with him today, actually. Oh think, yeah, so. with him and T. Rob and Darrell uh, Darrell Wright. That was sick. Yeah. Yeah, I went. I've been to like three of um, Will Barton's like best games as a Blazer, and so I'm a dude. huge Will Barton fan. He yeah, actually replied to me on Twitter one time, so that was pretty sick. Um, and I got to meet him that night. So. Year, man. Yeah, so, and and they got Jokic, who's you know, probably a top ten player in the league. He needs. To, I just I just need to see consistency. Yeah, I, I think he he's I've got a little bit and some a little nights. bit of nerk where he he kind of gets lazy. It looks like, but but yeah, I mean, crazy good player. They got Paul Millsap. They got Isaiah Thomas. I, Isaiah Thomas is either going to be terrible or he's going to be twenty plus points a night. You know, because he was twenty plus. For quite a few years, and then he went off in uh, in Boston. So I really think with him leading it, they're they're gonna be a really good team, or him at the six man. So I I have the Nuggets up there at six. I think they're definitely gonna make the playoffs, honestly. Um, and then I got the Pelicans at seven. 
just because I I mean with how they did last year I mean they lost Rondo which which is a pretty big thing um, but how they were without DeMarcus Cousins and now they have Julius Randle and they still have Miritich I think they're going to be really good. Still. You got them at seven, you said. Yeah, I got them at seven. Yeah, we, so, we agreed on that one too. Yep. So I got the Blazers at eight, and the Blazers, honestly, they could be as high as two. Um, Lakers at three. Everybody yeah. listening to this, Christian, just said that he's picking the Lakers to have the third seed, and us barely sneak into the playoffs. Let it let it be known. Let that sink in. The Warriors and the Lakers, whom I hate, I have them at one and three, and I'm really hoping that's not the case. And I think the Blazers could be as high as two, because um, they could improve from last year. I. It's it's tough to see the personnel switches, but I think I think we could have a slightly better team, and hopefully, um, if things are firing on all cylinders and everyone improves, CJ's um, we... CJ's been eating eating in the gym. He uh, he posted yeah. a NBA hit him with that surprise drug test after you posted a bunch of workout videos where he looked <laughs> like he gained a bunch of articles are saying how much weight he weight he gained. So this man this man looks and people were saying he needs to get better at finishing finishing at the rack and getting inside so if yeah. he's he's got he's got a lot more body than that one eagles uh jersey picture where he looks like skin and bones yeah so blazers have potential but i'm honestly putting him at 8 and you hear them at the 8 and you're like man that's ridiculous but you're going to hear who i have at 9 and 10 and you're going to lose it timberwolves and the spurs i have the spurs at 10 ugh no respect for Demar or Pop. I have or LA. so much respect for Demar. None. I just I look at their roster and I just don't see depth. I know. I believe me. I'm I'm cool with the Spurs Kyle getting Anderson, the two seed and Pop I mean, proving me wrong. But like, no, Kyle Kyle Anderson's on the Grizzlies now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got that's Dejounte right. Murray and Patty Mills at the one. They got Dejounte Demar nice. at the two. Lonnie Walker. Don't sleep on Lonnie Walker. Just gonna say that oh, right no, now. No. He he could be a star, but he's a rookie, so I don't I don't know if he's going to show up too much this year. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just with with how crazy the West is, like I look at every other team and I'm like, man, this team is deep. This team has stars. I look at the Spurs and I'm like, they have the stars. Demar Derozan's going to go off, but I just don't know how much he can carry a team. And Pop can make it happen. I I believe it. You know, he turns. He's the wizard. He turns poop into diamonds. So. I think he can make it happen, but We're I'm going to cool. put him at 10, and I'll take Poop. Um, <laughs> just kidding. They're up. He could take me and make me into an NBA player, probably. Um, uh, but the... <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't put your money on that. Um, but then, I think the Clippers have a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to, but... Um, what? Who I think do they, they have? have Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris, always, is he's playing for his money. He's padded the stats this season, man. Yeah. So I'm, but I mean they got they they're pretty deep at guard. They got Beverly, they got Tia Dosic, they got Lou Williams, they got uh, Avery Bradley. So they're deep at the guard positions. Do you think um, Lou will? Do you think Lou will has a repeat year in productivity? I think so. I think I think it's at least close because he was he was almost an all star last year, honestly. So he if they give him a lot of minutes, there's no Austin Rivers there anymore. So it's one less guy you got to compete with. Um, so I think I, he's gonna. I, I just gotta say, I'm not on I'm not on the Doc Rivers uh, train. I oh yeah, no, I think I think he's overrated. Um, he, is that is that a pretty common? Is that a pretty common take nowadays, or is that? Is I that think like, so. What, let's let's we'll ask here. That'll be the weekly question. Let's just yeah. kind of like, or if you that'll be our question here for the pilot. If you listen to the pilot, if you've made it this far, 
that's crazy. We're about 50 minutes in, but um, the question would be, uh, you know, does Doc Rivers, was his uh, claim to fame, his uh, accomplishments, and, you know, do you think his media following is appropriate? Do you think that his uh, reputation has been sustained through his time in Los Angeles? You know, let us know. Give us the at, and, you know, maybe we'll even just tweet it regardless and say week one question, and we'll hear what you guys think. Maybe we'll make it a poll. Who knows? This is all very new. Make suggestions to us. Tell us what you like. If you're, we need somebody to follow us. Please. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, we're, we're just here having fun. So the more people listening in, the, the bigger the conversation gets, the more fun we have. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, Doc Rivers, I think – I think it's a pretty common take that he's a little overrated. Um, it's it's tough to knock him when everyone was getting injured on the Clippers, but I, I don't think he's that head and shoulders above anyone as a coach. Um, well, why don't Why don't you tell me uh, about uh, I'm trying Jennifer and, and your experience with that last <laughs> night? Yeah, so CJ posted out I'm trying Jennifer, and of course that's ridiculously hilarious. And I go on Twitter, and I see I'm trying Jennifer, and I, I tweeted out, uh, about to get me a T-shirt that says this or something like that. And it, it just happened to be that I saw that the minute that it came out. So I was, like, the first person to comment on it. So out of nowhere, I have, like, 400 likes on my uh, on my tweet just because I was the first one to do it. And uh, then there's T-shirts going out everywhere. Bleacher reports all about T-shirts. and like, hey, it's my idea, right? Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny because I, I just deleted my old Twitter just so I have the podcast Twitter. And, uh, you know, the most likes I ever got on something was probably like 20. And then first day without that one, I get 400 something. Crazy. crazy. Yeah. And, and I got a follow from Jennifer. So maybe I'll... Uh, maybe I'll shout out Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer if yeah. you're listening, shout out Jennifer. Jennifer, you're awesome. And, you know, I don't know. Are you a Warriors fan? I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask her if she wants to be on the podcast. We'll see. We can add her. Let's add her when we drop to pilot. I think she's following me. I'm following her. Yeah, we'll we'll add yeah. her on on Twitter, and yeah. we drop the pilot. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, FYI, anyone listening in, if you're sitting here and you're just like kind of like you know somehow made it this far, but still feeling kind of like a Scrooge about <laughs> about our topics of choice, that we're in the middle of of August right now. We're kind of. Everybody says it, but we're strapped for topics here. So we'll have a lot more X's and O's. We'll have people on that, you know, have had more of a history um, playing the sport and uh, and even greater basketball knowledge than ourselves come later in the season and, and talk some of those X's and O's. But, you know, as for now, it's 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 the NBA offseason. So we're just kind of working with what we got. And, uh, you know, if you guys got ideas, send them in, peepsandplaid at gmail.com or, uh, you know, hit us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Peeps in Plaid, P-E-E-P-S-I-N-P-L-A-I-D. Just had to remember that real quick. Re- yeah, remix. spelling's tough. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, <laughs> yeah, send us uh, ideas if you guys got any. Um, you know, I think that as for Pilot, pretty good, pretty solid conversation. And I think the only other little snippet I wanted to say is shout out 2K. 2K18, uh, or is it, no, it's 19 now. 2K19, yeah. Yeah, 2K19. Um, they got uh, Brandon Roy in the trailer, so how Woo! do you feel about that? Brandon Roy about to be in 2K. I know, actually, you've been playing a little bit of 2K yourself. Oh, I play 2K all the time. 
Actually, so not how, so how much do you, anymore, How do you feel yeah. about that? What do you, oh, I'm stoked. Dame and, and B-Roy on the same squad? Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Three-pointers oh. for days. I'm ready for it. I've been killing it. FYI, to all our listeners out there, I, you know, spent most of my childhood, teenage years in, in Portland, but currently in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, area. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm uh, just recording here from a remote location. Uh, so I'll also maybe be attending some games away and giving you guys updates on those. Uh, hopefully get some pictures, and then I'm sure Christian will be attending some home games as well. So, Ew. Um, yeah, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. And like I said, uh, we're going to be having some more guests on. Uh, shout out. Uh, they gave us a shout out in the first episode, so we know it's awfully late to be giving you guys a shout out, but <laughs> Blazer Tag, Blazer Tag yes. Podcast. We'll give you guys another shout out next week. Uh, go follow Bla- Blazer Tag Podcast on uh, on uh, Twitter, and I believe they're on amongst uh, another couple platforms, uh, of which I do not recall, but these guys are funny. They like drinking beer. They gave us a shout out. Um, and then we're obviously going to try for other people as well and just friends and family that might have stories. Uh, hopefully, you know, somewhere down the line after we have some more content, get some sponsorship and just be able to keep having a better show for you guys. So, um, also shout out Ziggy Zay, uh, for the music and the production, go check out his project, project involve. Yo, I'm coming from that three, six. So that's why I got them brain spinning. Ain't nobody using blinkers. We ain't good at lane switching. Better get a plane ticket. I ain't flying all you chickens though. Always shoot my shot, bet it's swishing off the pick and roll, dishing off the give and go, all my squad is driven so, you can catch us on the road, promise we ain't doing shows, so that means if you ain't with us, you ain't witness to the